Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Do You Agree, the sports talk show. Today's season four, episode five for you guys. As always, I'm your host, Colin Spiker, alongside my friend and co-host, Jason Hoffman. Jace, how you doing? You know, Spike, it's a wonderful Friday evening in Columbia, South Carolina. We got a hell of a Sunday of football ahead of us, and I just can't wait to see who who shows out and who we're going to see in, uh, in the big dance. So let's get down to it. Yeah, pretty big news coming out earlier today. Patrick Mahomes was cleared to play Sunday and is out of the NFL's concussion protocol, according to ESPN's Adam Tyker. Jace, on the show earlier this week, you predicted the Chiefs, I predicted the Bills. This, this has a lot of uh, leverage to it. Absolutely. You know, I, uh, I based my prediction heavily on Patty Mahomes being out there, ready to go, and it looks like that will be the case. Um, the only question, however, remains, what is his status exactly going to be? Is he going to be 100%? Is he going to be able to perform that same razzle-dazzle that you see on a weekly basis from exactly. him? Now, another question remains Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and his status. He is still listed on the Kansas City Chiefs injury report with both hip and angle injuries, along with Sammy Watkins as well, accompanying him on that list. So. That will also play a factor, um, especially with this Bills defense that they will be facing up against. They're going to need to run the football. They're going to need to have that balance of that running attack with that prolific passing attack. So we'll see how that all plays out. But, you know, that's, I think, great news for the NFL in general, having, you know, their, their young buck, their young, you know, superstar right. being out there in one of the biggest games yet of the season being the AFC Championship. Agreed, yeah. I went with the Bills. I'm going to stick with the Bills because I, I told you this earlier in my mind, if you're the Bills this week, not knowing if Patrick Mahomes was going to be available this game, you still practice all week like he will be playing in that game. Sure. Now, if you're Andy Reid, the question is, how often do you play him? Do you take him out from time to time just to make sure he isn't getting hit all the time constantly the game's going to be in Kansas City it's going to be cold it's going to be hard ground so it'll be interesting to see how Patty Mahomes reacts you said it best is he going to be 100% we don't know yeah and that's what you're going to have to look forward to absolutely you know he was listed to take the majority of snaps in practice this week so he has been getting those reps in um and you know what we'll see we'll see how he comes out and shows up but it's Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. We right. know we know what this guy can do and what he's capable of, and he's proven himself in the postseason already. And, you know, based on what we saw last Sunday in the divisional round, Arrowhead was packed out. It was, yeah. This, this stadium will be rocking, I promise you that. You know, Kansas City is going to try and get as many fans into that stadium as safely as possible. So... It could be, it could be, you know, some sort of a hostile environment that the Buffalo Bills are going to be walking into. So, it'll be interesting to see. But nonetheless, I can't freaking wait for Sunday. So stoked, especially for this game. We've been hyping it up all week. So glad that Patrick Mahomes is back and staying in the NFL and on that cornerback route. Also earlier this week, Philip Rivers, after 17 seasons, finally announced. He will be retiring from the National Football League. He joins Drew Brees so far. And Jason, he spent a lot of time in the league. He's had his opportunities, but he never got that ring. 
So the question is, is Phillip Rivers the best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl? I'm going to go no on this one. Um, and I think it was kind of easy for me to pick, you know, who that goat was to never get that ring. For me, it's Dan Marino. Um, he's also been in the league for 17 seasons along with Phillip Rivers, spent all 17 with the Miami Dolphins. He's a Hall of Famer, but the reason I kind of... I kind of went with Dan Marino here was because of how much he impacted and changed the game. Absolutely. He kind of pioneered and coined the phrase of a gunslinging quarterback just by the way he played. And he was a huge, huge influence to quarterbacks in that next generation to kind of have that mentality of go out there and just put it on a rope and sling it as much as you can. Which led to, you know, your your Brett Favre's and, you know, your your now we see Patrick Mahomes. He he was the one that kinda found, put that foundation on that type of playstyle of quarterback. Mm-hmm. Nine Pro Bowls, three first team all pros, sixty-one thousand three hundred and sixty-one career passing yards, which is sixth all time. For me, because of how much he has impacted and changed the game, especially the way the quarterback position is played nowadays, I'm going to go with Dan Marino for being the best quarterback of all time to never get it done in the bowl. Dan Marino is definitely – I – 100% 100% agree with you, and I'm not going to dispute it whatsoever, but another name that pops into my head uh, was practically the tag team partner with Dan Marino, Jim Kelly. Absolutely. Four consecutive Super Bowls, lost all four. Uh, he, in his 11-year career, he finished with almost 3,000 completions, 35,000 yards, 237 record, excuse me, touchdowns, which are all franchise records in Buffalo. And... When you think of Jim Kelly, I think Dan Marino is the first person that comes to your mind, but Jim Kelly is also one of the guys that pioneered that fast pace, pass first offense. So I think you got to mention Jim Kelly in there as well. And I mean, depending on who you support throughout the league, I think even more recent, you could even throw Donovan McNabb in there. Obviously, I may be a little biased as an Eagles fan, but with what he did and with, uh, you know, how he brought Philadelphia that you know sports winning championship mentality that I follow and I cheer for every year now is because of Donovan McNabb and I think you could throw him in there as well yeah 100% um, I will say Jim Kelly had a hell of a supporting cast on right. offense along with him you know playing for Thurman Thomas at running back with many many years Andre Reed one of the great receivers to ever come through the NFL um, but you know I I go Dan Marino with this one, but nonetheless, it is, uh, it's sad to see Phillip Rivers go. He's had a hell of a career in San Diego and now finishing out that career in Indianapolis um, alongside Drew Brees. These are two guys that we've watched for pretty much our whole entire lives. Exactly. And um, as we mentioned, you know, a couple weeks ago, this is, you know, these next two years, Three years are where we're really going to see that out with the old, in with the new. Exactly. It's time for this new era of young stud quarterbacks to to take over. You know, we who knows how many years Tom has left in the tank Mm -hmm. in Tampa Bay. You know, who knows how long Aaron Rodgers has in Green Bay. It's it's kind of it's 
it's pretty crazy because these are you know the guys we watched our whole it's, our whole lives. It's what we but, grew up with. But yeah. I'm very very excited for this young class of talent to kind of lead that that sort of era of the NFL. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be neat to watch. But you know Philip Rivers. Congratulations, a hell of a 17 years in pro football, and uh, wish you all the best. Without a doubt, a Hall of Famer in my mind, and hopefully he gets that invitation sooner rather than later. And you mentioned it pretty well, Jason, the idea of having younger players in the league uh, starting to take over and the older players moving out, and we can kind of see that uh, in the NBA as well. You know, LeBron James is starting to get old. And people like Dwayne Wade have already retired. So we're starting to see younger people come in. And I'm going to transition this into a MVP conversation because I think we're, we're at the point where we're, you know, 12 to 15 games through the season so far. And we're starting to see which teams are contending and which teams are still rebuilding. So let's talk MVP predictions. I'm, I'm going to kick us off. Um, and I think one of the important things is the acronym MVP stands for Most Valuable Player. And when you look at this team, um, they, they have a great cast overall, but there's one player you can tell the difference is being made between on and off the court, and that's Joel Embiid with the Sixers. Uh, Joel Embiid is averaging 26.5 points a game alongside just over 11 rebounds. He has the second best player efficiency rating in the league at 29.79. He's having a career year in field goal percentage, three-point percentage, as well as free throw percentage. Uh, he's had three games with over 38 points. He's averaging a career-high 1.4 steals per game alongside one-and-a-half blocks per game. And something to mention is he has three games above 38 points. He has eight games above 27 points. And the three games that the Sixers played without Joel Embiid, they lost all three. They are 10-2 and with Embiid. They're currently first in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they're playing the Celtics as we record. But when... The other night, for example, on Thursday when the Sixers played the Celtics, Joel Embiid put up 42 points. He went to the free throw line 20 times, which was more than the entire Celtics team went to the line all game. And I just look at you know the new Sixers play style, and if they didn't have Joel Embiid, they would not be in contention for the playoffs. So that's my prediction for the MVP. Yeah, you know, I, I think you make a great case. Um, Embiid, obviously, you know, we're obviously biased here being right. diehard Sixer fans. Right. Um, and this was the guy that sort of led that whole trust the process exactly. movement. He, exactly. was, he was the inventor of it and coined the phrase. Um, and you know what? That's a solid choice. But he is so on and off. And he has displayed that tendency mm-hmm. to show up on certain days and accompany that with not showing up mm-hmm. on certain days. And when I think of MVP, I think of a guy that every single night, no matter when you step out onto the court, he brings it and he brings it all. Right. For me, I'm going to go with the, you know, season favorite to win this award, Luka Doncic. Excuse me, Luka Doncic. The acronym, as you said, MVP does stand for most valuable player. And as Joel Embiid is that for the Sixers, Luka Doncic is also that player for the Dallas Mavericks as well, with Porzingis being that sort of Batman to his Robin, 
This is Lucas Shell out here in Dallas. The Mavs do sit currently at 7-7, seven seven, 14 games into the season, and ninth in the Western Conference standing. But as we saw last season, this guy knows when to turn that notch up, when it gets to, you know, that last five, ten game span of the season and you need to push for that last spot. Right. The West is an incredibly tough conference to come out of. You know, you got you got teams like the Lakers, you got teams like the Clippers. I mean, it just, it goes on and on and on. Totally. But he showed out last postseason with absolute magic. Um, and he is nearly averaging a triple-double in 2020 thus far with 26.1 points per game, 10.1 rebounds per game, which is remarkable for a point guard, accompanying with 9.5 assists per game. So, we'll see. He might end out the season with a triple-double, but nonetheless, that is incredibly impressive, 14 games into the season. And an interesting point to bring up here, he is 21 years old. Right. And if he were to win the MVP award, he would be the youngest player ever to do so, surpassing Derrick Rose in 2011 at 22 and a half. So for me, I know the guy is young. He might not win it, you know, necessarily this year, but I don't believe that's the case. But regardless, this guy has an MVP award in his future and it's coming soon. It's just a matter of when. But I think this is the year for, for the young stud, and I got Luka Doncic raising the MVP award at the conclusion of the 2021 season. Yeah, this year is going to be really entertaining. I think it's, it's going to be a blast that we finally have what seems to be a totally open race because you have LeBron, you have Giannis, you have people like Bradley Beal who are averaging 35 a game, but on losing record teams. You have people like we mentioned, Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic. You have people coming back like Kevin Durant who could potentially win MVP as well as Comeback Player of the Year. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how this plan, plan, excuse me, pans out because as of right now, a majority of the league in past years have been down to two or three players, but we've got a full platter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Stephen Curry has came into this year red hot. Um, but it is, it is wide open right now. Um, and if you look at, you know, a lot of attention right now is on the Brooklyn Nets. They, you know, they have three guys that could, that could potentially win an MVP right. award. But I think because of that, that will offset each other. I 100% agree. There, I don't think there will be a standout MVP on that Brooklyn Nets team because, yep. as we mentioned a couple shows ago, those are three guys that love having the ball in their hands. So yes. how do you equally disperse that out? And that's why Steph is having such a great season because, obviously, in the past with Clay and KD, he had phenomenal seasons. But you look at him now, he is the lone star, the lone wolf on the Warriors once again. And that's why he's able to put up the numbers that he's had so far. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And if you look at these two predictions that we just made with Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic, these guys are that standalone star right. on each of their respective teams. Right. They're the ones that 
when it comes down to it in crunch time, they're the ones that are going to take that game-winning shot on an every-game basis and be that, that guy that the supporting cast kind of hops on the back of when it's time when it's when it's time to win. So, I think, you know, Embiid being a great selection for for yourself. For me, I I got to go with the young stud, Luka Doncic, um, you know, get it done, pal. This is uh this is a hell of a career you have in store and I'm, you know, ecstatic to see what how you grow and how this guy can kind of mold the rest of the pieces of his game together. He's only going to get better. He's 21 years right. old, for Christ's sake. So we'll see. I love your pick. Um, and I think what you said earlier was perfect. If it's not this year, it is very soon when Luka Doncic has an MVP trophy. Um, but like you said yourself, as Sixers fans, being a Sixers fan and watching Joel Embiid come in, with the idea of process and where we're at today, uh, trusting the process for this long, I think this is one of the steps in the process that gets us closer to a finals championship. And I think Joel Embiid, excuse me, Joel Embiid is ready to do that. Yeah, 100%. The city absolutely idolizes this guy. Um, he has been that one rock in the process throughout the years. And to look at where he started coming in and to where this team is now, it's he's been that that guy over the years that has you know kind of led this whole movement so we'll see if this is the year that he finally gets that that mvp award but you know it is early so a lot of things can happen but we'll see we got a full slate of basketball and we got an open platter for the mvp prediction in the NBA. Folks, that's going to do it for us here. I'm Colin Spiker, your host, alongside my friend and co-host, Jason Hoffman. Thanks so much for tuning in to Do You Agree? The Sports Talk Show, Season 4, Episode 5. We will be on camera for you guys Tuesday a.m., and we'll talk to you all then. See ya. Have a great weekend, folks. Stay safe.